Hi, my name is Thomas Johnson, and I'm the founder and CEO of Get Up Again Wellness Concierge. I'm also a C-suite advisor and investor, and you're listening to the How May I Serve You podcast, where I'm constantly on the quest to surround myself with the best coaches while learning how to better serve our executive clientele by asking them, how may I serve you? Today's show is sponsored by Get Up Again Fit. Get Up Again Fit will be providing students with textbooks and school supplies in Cambodia in honor of our guest today, as well as our philanthropic mission to impact at least 50,000 people per year. And today's guest is Ivan Ingram. Ivan, how are you doing today? Welcome. Welcome, Ivan. How you doing? <laughs> All right. So Ivan Ingram is the chief executive officer at Golden Compass. He's a retired U.S. Marine special operation officer with 24 years of worldwide operational experience with Joint and Coalition Special Operation Forces. Ooh, okay. B.A. at St. Mary's College of Maryland, M.A. Naval War College, Newport, R.I., writer, speaker, storyteller, and coach, leadership, and organizational culture consultant. Ivan, we have a wealth, wealth of experience right there. So Ivan, also retired Marine Special Operations Officer, spent a 24-year career working with Special Operations Forces in crisis and combat zones around the world. His experience includes working with U.S. Joint Coalition, SOF, organizations. He has led small teams and large organizations in high-stakes, high-risk missions set ranging from two-person teams to formation with more than 600 people. Ivan seeks opportunities to impart his experience and perspective as a leader and mentor and improve people's lives through introspection and empathy. His depth and breadth of experience are subtle matched, and he has a record of decisive result based in high pressure and sometimes no-fill environments. Ivan is understated, enthusiastic, and engaging, employs excellent communication skills, and implies years of sound judgment to volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous situations. It doesn't matter if these conditions exist at home or in the workplace. Ivan works at Golden Compass to move professionals and organizations from existing to collect a paycheck into self-discovery, unlocking their potentials to live their purpose. Ivan, welcome, man. Thank you, Thomas. It, it, listening to you makes me sound like I, I might actually be okay at this. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you have you have so much. You have you have a a wealth of experience, man. It's like your resume is 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 extensive you know you have been in tough situations with your background working in special forces um so so i mean let's let's dive into your story man like a person that has been in special forces that have uh i mean a, you, you've, you've worked in a position that's few have had the honor to mention that they have been part of the special forces right i guess you're the first special force person that, that i know today um, how have you been able to transition from what you were doing back, back in the day to running a company such as Golden Compass? The thing that I really realized was that I had to not approach it from the perspective of being a special operations veteran. 
And what I mean by that is there were things that could be applied to getting in with the company and working with other people. But that translation of all of the experience and things that I thought would be useful or can be useful uh, in the job that we do were in fact something that had to be nurtured and made translatable uh, so that people understood it a little bit better. So I actually ended up having to take a step back and say, okay, here's all the things that experientially I was able to do and how do I best apply that against the majority of problem sets that most people are not necessarily familiar with because they didn't uh, have the same background that I did. So it was, mm-hmm. it was really taking a step back from that to really understand and seek to know uh, a better way to apply that than just saying, well, I'm I'm soft, so just listen to me and and, and expect great results. I, I think that's probably one of the biggest differentiators. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's well articulated right there. So um, Ivan, let's go back a tad bit. So I would like you to share with us where you're from, right? And also um, talk to us more about your background, your childhood. I'm from Silver Spring, Maryland. Okay. I'm the son of a former Army officer. So the fact that I got in the Marine Corps probably was already a black mark uh, on my record <laughs> with my dad. Uh, and I was my mother was a, an English professor who actually uh, was tenured and, and taught expository writing at uh, Howard University. Nice. So I had a, quite a diverse background as far as just an appreciation for not only reading and approaching the arts, but also from the leadership standpoint that my dad worked uh, in Army psychology and trying to understand better interpersonal communications uh, within that that hierarchy, that structure that could be seen as kind of rigid within a military framework. So uh, I grew up in a military family, I moved around a lot as, as a younger kid, but then settled in Silver Spring, which is right outside of Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. and grew up in that in that environment and stayed in Maryland pretty much until I, I joined the Marine Corps. Today's episode is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. Being an executive can be very demanding. Your schedule is unpredictable. You have conflicting responsibilities that pull you in multiple directions at once. You travel too much, work late hours, and cross time zones, all things that wreak havoc on your body. This is why having a wellness support team is necessary. Get Up and Get Fit is the wellness concierge support that busy executives, entrepreneurs, and celebs rely on to keep them healthy and fit despite their hectic schedules. A body under prolonged stress is not a healthy body. Time to reduce your stress. Increase your energy, flexibility, strength, and endurance so you can enjoy life instead of just living it. Go to getupandgetfit.com. That's G-E-T-U-P-N-G-E-T-F-I-T. Dot com and schedule your consultation right now. Get up and get fit. It's a lifestyle. So did did you always always know in the back of your mind that you were you were going to you know pick up the baton and follow your, your, your father's footsteps to enlist? I I I think somewhere in the back of my mind I I considered it more people know me <laughs> we're probably like why are you fighting this you should just go go pursue that part of the, the family business uh i tried a few other things before I, I actually went into the military i worked as a management 
in management in a couple of different companies. I was an editor for uh, a couple of different publications, or at least was on the editorial staff of a couple of different publications because I do like to write. And that's that's one of the another primary things I do right now professionally. Uh, and then I just found that wasn't going to be for me. So this was around 1997. I figured I would do four years as a military officer and then go into federal law enforcement or or some sort of government service, but likely the FBI or the U.S. Marshals or something like that. Okay. And just as I was making the transition after that, right in early 2001, and really thinking about taking that next step, 9-11 occurred. And that, of course, changed everything and kept me on the track that I was in for the last 24 years of serving in the military. Nice, nice, nice. All right. Ivan, one thing that caught my attention when I was reading your bio was, right, um, as a leader, you mentioned that uh, you you approach things with a certain type of introspection and empathy, right? Um, when you think of special forces, you think of guys who are, you know, brutes, right, who are just, like, <laughs> uh, focused on getting the mission accomplished. So where does empathy um, tap in? having an understanding of another person's perspective and perhaps really connecting with why they are approaching things a certain way is, is I believe pretty important, particularly, and I use the term reading, but just kind of understanding their vibe and what they may mean. And you're right. I did work with some, some gruff people, but didn't mean they were unintelligent. In fact, they were very, very smart and could see mm -hmm. through things that may maybe, or see things in a way that didn't, perhaps make sense to them. And they had absolutely no problem putting their hand in there and saying, well, hold on, why are we doing this? Or what, what is that you know, going to gain? Whatever the question happened to be. And it would have been very easy, particularly being in charge to just say, well, just because I said so, like, that's how we're going to do this. And that's not very effective. So to understand the way that they were coming to me with the question, perhaps a, a disagreement didn't mean that it was being disobedient it didn't mean it was being disagreeable it was just simply trying to make the process a little bit better so mm. it takes a lot to turn that around and make your own assessment within that and not get offended not be be frustrated uh particularly when when you don't have a lot of time to make a lot of quick decisions uh, or you have to make decisions very quickly you don't have a lot of time to do a lot of analysis so you want to work with people who kind of understand you in a i would say a balance a symbiosis who can know what you're thinking and you in turn know what they're thinking as they go to do something. And that takes time to build those type, that type of teamwork. So that, that was a thing that I really tried to do is look at the perspective of what another person was asking me and understand what they were, what they were after so that it didn't seem to be an affront. Yeah. Yeah. So how about the fact that you were able to work from a two, like a two person's team tool? over 600 people at, 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 at the one at once. So being able to manage 600 people, that's a lot, you know? Um, how, how do you, um, <laughs> as, a, as a person in special forces with that background, what's the difference with, you know, managing a two person team to working with a whole bunch of people at once? Well, I'd, I'd say that you're really looking more for commonalities. Like as, as I mentioned with the empathy, the introspection, working one on one with somebody in a two person team trying to achieve that goal uh, or, or get a mission accomplished. It's vitally important that you, you understand each other and that you're taking each other's opinions into account. Well, now you magnify that by the sheer number of people that you have out there. And in my case, I was working with distributed 
a distributed organization across about 10 different sites in an area about the size of West Virginia. Mm. And I had to be able to connect with each one of them. So if you think that subordinate management, a middle manager at each one of those sites, they are my primary points of contact. Okay. So while I indeed was managing 600 people or their responsibility for all of what they were doing, those 10 people were my, my main board of directors, my main group of CEOs that I would coordinate with. And each one of their spots had a little bit of a different requirement. Understood. And it was then understanding that. So that, that helps with the breakdown. And then from there, you would go do individual visits uh, or visit those sites individually and get to know the people who were there. Uh, so eventually you, you did get in contact with, with close to all 600 of them uh, in some capacity so that you felt like you were understanding what they needed and they believed that you cared about them and were not going to waste time. Um, and that, that's a trust building piece, but it really starts with that first, as I said, that first group of 10, that first group of people that are really the, the, the managers that I'm relying upon, the leaders that I was relying upon to carry out my intent, to carry out all of the things required to accomplish the overall mission while maintaining their each individual or their areas that were individually important to them. I hope that makes sense. So it's, it's yeah. kind of like building a pyramid. Yeah. I'm all the way at the top, but I've got to talk to all these people who then are talking to their pyramid if that works its way down. Yeah, definitely. So it's the different level levels of management. So you, you, you're at the top as the um, upper hierarchy, then you have the, the lower management to, um, to manage the, the, basically like the, the, the staff that's underneath. Mm -hmm. Understand. And I've got someone above me too, who has someone above them. So they're always going to be asking, the, <laughs> you know, I wasn't, the, I wasn't the end, you know, the, the end of the decision chain. Yes, in indeed. some cases I was, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> but 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 in in this case, you know, you're you're really you're working in the high risk um, environments, right? So, um, so talk to me about stress, your stress management. I know being a person with your background, you you, I'm pretty sure you've been equipped to deal with high stress situations. Um, well right so do you mind sharing with us how you deal with stress and how you um you i guess you impart these, these lessons on your um your staff as well i i think one of the quickest and best ways to de-escalate stress is to actually slow down as mm -hmm. exciting as things become the mm -hmm. leader especially at a, at a in a friction in a moment of friction a moment where they have to really get through a particular situation stepping back for just a little bit, even if it feels like you don't have that time to make an assessment of what's actually happening to make the best decision you can at that point will mitigate. We're not talking about elimination, okay. but mitigate recklessness mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. mitigate headstrong driving forward. And anybody who's going to listen to this will say, uh, Ivan was a really headstrong leader and he drove <laughs> forward really hard. And so <laughs> I, I like to think that I applied those as best as I could, but I will say that that's one way to help kind of build that drop that down a little bit. And then as you go through that decision-making process in that, in those cycles that you're making a self-assessment along the way, and I'll just, I keep making these circles, but that's really what it comes back to is once you reset and you say, okay, what's going on here? How am I going to mess make this best decision? You take some time for yourself. Uh, if you've got a longer period of time to really address physical training, which is working out, releasing your endorphins, finding a way to off, off gas that energy mm -hmm. and then i found there was three things that you really could work with within these high stress environments one you can't do anything without sleep of, of all the rest of it you can you, you gotta have rest 
So you have to rest your mind and your body, even that's for a short period of time, just enough to reset. Your body will figure out how to work within that framework. Mm -hmm. The second is that you you need to to figure out how to to release some of this energy through a workout, whether that's a 20 minute run, going to the gym for a little while. It could be just meditation, just a way to channelize and re reset yourself instead of just jumping out of bed, putting a uniform on and going right back to the high stress environment. And the third one is is food. You do need caloric sustenance, but not just candy. You need to have a, a balanced and decent meal. Whether you only got one of those a day, believe it or not, that's enough calories to keep the main thing moving out of all the rest, unless you're involved in a lot of physical activity, which sometimes I was, but that's your brain and you got to mm -hmm. keep that fed. So if you keep yourself rested, get an opportunity to release those endorphins and get a decent meal in, you'll actually be able to control that stress in a, in a manageable way. You're never going to get rid of it. I yeah, hope I mean, helps. Definitely. You know, as, 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 <laughs> As a as an executive waters coach, I agree with you wholeheartedly because I have this value hierarchy where I say the same thing: sleep is king, nutrition is queen, and then um, exercise is the prince and the princess, right? So sleep, nutrition, ex exercise in that order, you know. So that that's that's the value hierarchy of health, <laughs> nope. definitely. So let's talk more about your company, right? Um, Golden Compass, you know. Um, what is Golden Compass? We are a leadership development company. Mm -hmm. It was founded by uh, a man named Jay Lee, who is the president and founder. I am the chief executive officer. Okay. We specialize in communication, leadership, and personal finance. And what we mean by that is not so much hedge funds and, and stock picks. It's more how to help people live within their means work within balanced budgets to eliminate one of the greatest stressors or at least reduce one of the greatest stressors in people's lives, which is financial independence and freedom. And so we mm -hmm. want people to be able to inspire. We want to inspire action so that they meaning, meaningfully connect and then live free. And our services include keynotes. We do leadership workshops, personal and team coaching. And we specialize in speaking, training, and coaching because we want to eradicate what we call the leadership crisis in America. And that is an apolitical statement, Thomas. It's not mm -hmm. about your political. It's really that there is a crisis of communication. There's a crisis of how we are all interacting. Mm -hmm. And so we are a uh, service-disabled veteran-owned and operated small business. And we're absolutely excited about being able to not only provide our message, message but work with people are interested in uh in improving awesome awesome so do you guys work with both um men and women or do you guys Absolutely. work with solely just men or talking about that your client no. your, your avatar client avatar uh our client avatar is someone who who is seeking uh maybe they know something is going on or they're, they're trying to figure out what's going on in their process whether it's leadership or how they're communicating with their team and aren't quite sure what's going on, like how to define that. So to say that we only work with people in the finance, financial uh, industry, or we only work with people in the healthcare sector or something like that, we really don't have the ideal client, so to speak, as far as where they're working. It's really what they're seeking and whether or not we can have a conversation with them that would then lead to the opportunity to really help them develop their the solutions to their their issue as they see it we provide outside experience uh and expertise i like to think of us as guides vice vice uh directors 
Okay. And what, what, what I mean by that is we kind of analyze and tell you kind of things that you perhaps would need to know, but not what to do, or this is how you must you know, go and do this. It's not meant to be formulaic. So we work with men, women, as I said, small cap, mid cap CEOs, sometimes individual entrepreneurs. It really just depends uh, on, on how we connect. And that's, that's really the, the, the avatar, if you will, of someone who's really seeking to better understand or even apply a breadth of experience they have against something that they're maybe not that familiar with, whether that's starting up a new company or they're now a new CEO of a new company and have mm -hmm. a leadership team or management team underneath them that they're not that familiar with and don't know how to really move forward with to maximize their, their output and potential. Okay. So, so pretty much you guys have both a consultant aspect and a coaching aspect to uh, what you guys uh, provide at Golden Compass, right? You have the consultative aspect and the coaching aspect. Thomas, you froze up just a little bit there. Yeah. So you, I'm, I'm going to repeat myself. Repeat so that, I was basically please. saying with Golden Compass, you guys kind of merge coaching and, and consultation, right, at the same time. So at Golden Compass, you guys merge the coaching aspect and consultative aspect. Yep. Yeah, I mean, we, we can we can do that divergently, but okay. certainly we kind of look at it as complementary. Understood. Understood. Okay. So, um, in terms of your style, because I, I know you mentioned you're more of a guide, right? You help guide your clients towards the right direction. Um, <laughs> Um, is it more because I know with other companies that have more of a um, program structure, but it seems you guys are more of a guide, right? Are you guys um, are more of a, I won't say cheerleader, <laughs> but I'll ask more of a nurturer. Or do you have more of a nurturing aspect to how you guys perform? Excuse us, this is a bit of a technical difficulty. All right. Hello. Hello. Ivan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no worries. So I, I was basically saying, so when it comes to the way you work with your clients, are you do you guys kind of provide more of a nurturing aspect? Um, or would you say you're more, because um, you mentioned you're your guide, right? You guide your clients towards the right direction. So is this more of a nurturing kind of make sure everything, you cross the T's, you dine all the I's, you make sure they feel they feel good as, as you push them towards that right direction? I think we also, yeah, I think there's definitely nurturing. I mm -hmm. think we also very much like to understand where the client is in their journey. Mm -hmm. So it's not just say, okay, let, as, that's what I meant by formulaically, like, to start here, 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 and here. I mean, that would work great if you're starting immediately from a jumping off point that you're cohesively there together and working forward. But many times we find people who are in mid-stride. Mid-stride, okay. Mid-stride in a problem. They don't necessarily understand uh, what's going on, but they want to get a better handle on, on that not only being defined, but then how to take action and work within the work that they've already accomplished. So we need to understand where they're coming from. We need to understand their perspective. And then we also like to look at it from the point of view that 
the clients, the people we're working with are actually the hero in their own journey. Like it's their story mm -hmm. and we need to help them achieve the heroic victory. And you know, we need to the finish at the end and feel really good about the process and feel good about what they have accomplished. And we're happy to be there to help. So yeah, I think there is some nurturing there, but ultimately it's really helping the client understand and kind of uh, awaken different things ideas wise and process wise that they may not have been aware of. It's really more about self-awareness and them coming coming to the conclusions that we're just helping them find that they, that, that we're just seeing in a different perspective. I think that's really what the, the biggest value is. Okay. We're not, okay. we're not, as I said, it's not prescriptive and wagging our finger going, well, we're, we're special operations guys. So therefore you, we must know better than you because that is not as rarely as never the case. I would, I would say. Understood. Understood. So, um, Ivan, now I want you to put yourself in the place of a prospect, right? A prospect that's looking for a potential company to work with. What traits would you advise for this prospect to look for while they're, you know, they're scouting for a potential coach or potential consultant, um, consultancy? What traits would you advise to look for in this search? They definitely need some patience with the process. There are lots of companies out there, lots of people, there are lots of organizations. Some may be an immediate good fit and they recognize that right away. And others, they may run a bit too quickly thinking that the solution is there. I think there should be some, some patience. Like I said, for the process, there should definitely be some analysis of what the organization is actually bringing to the table and whether that's going to meet the specific requirement. <clears throat> and the third part is I think be open-minded that the immediate answer uh, may not be right in front of them. Mm. And that goes all the way back to the patients, which is, we want people, if they come to talk to us at Golden Compass, to be exploratory and ask those questions and say the things that you talked about so that we can get an empathetic connection and understand, wow, this person's got many things that are important to them. Let's help them prioritize and define the things that are important so that to them so in a way that they're accomplishing the things they want to and they're involved in their own process. And that the clientele, the people who are making you know, or searching for these different leadership companies and these these consultation consultants to provide something for them. I think the danger is by going too quickly, as I said, slow down to reassess, to really take a look at what you're asking asking for. You may get yourself into a situation that you you're not happy with, and then start searching again out of frustration. So that, mm. that I would be more more excited about having a half hour conversation with someone to understand their problem set and then make an informed decision that we may or may not be the right choice. And, and sometimes that happens or that we could actually help them and, and come up with a strategic plan to, to help things move forward. But I will say Thomas last week, I actually talked to a woman who asked me about how to help her with leadership development. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm more than happy to start working on a, a program to get your confidence, help you feel better about how you're, working within your own organization and give you some some tools that not everyone's going to have that will help help you feel better about the work that you're producing and she said well i already have leadership consultants provided by my my boss and oh by the way i have to pay for it so this woman was paying for consulting she didn't like and couldn't wow. switch gears to even explore other options and that just sounded like a trap i would not want someone to get into yeah definitely definitely that, that's a 
That's a no-no. <laughs> That's I, the worst. I still, worst case I still reached out, but and Thomas, I still reached out to her. I said, "Okay, well, let me just let me just be available. Yeah, if you've got questions. It's okay. I'd rather help help you solve things than worry about my bottom line. That's yeah. But you know what though, me, I I wonder if the leadership actually know what's actually happening internally, right? Like her boss knows what's occurring with their employees, right? So sometimes, like I said, it's a, it's a lack of communication when it comes to the different um, levels within the organization. Agreed. And that's you know, one of the tenets in Golden Compass is to really have good com communication, as I stumble mm -hmm. through that word, <laughs> good communication to, we call it reciprocal. You're not mm -hmm. only talking to the people who are working at the bottom, you know, the really d decision or or executing the decisions that have been made to to make the company, the corporation, what have you, organization work well, but they feel very disconnected from the people who are actually in touch or in charge of making those decisions. And because there's not this reciprocal communication, it just cascades all the way down that, well, my leadership is not in touch with me and these people down or the people up, up in, uh, at the leadership level, the high level of decision, they're just like, well, I don't understand what people don't understand what I'm trying to do here. And then you've got this very big divergence that that type of situation occurs where I'm, I've provided them coaching, I've provided them things, I'm improving my workforce, but in fact it's not working, and no one's telling upper management like, hey, this is not, this is not yielding the results you, you, you seek, and that that all is stems from organizational culture, yeah. not connecting and a lack of communication. Yeah, it, it seems like like this is what you guys excel at, right? Being able to go into an organization and really um, bridge the gap bridge the gap between the different levels in the organization, you know, with the golden compass. I, I would say that's a, a true statement. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That I, I can do it. I can do it in anything. As I said, that's why it's industry and it's not, not specific to an industry. Got it. Got it. All right. All right. So um, now let's dive into storytelling, right? I want you to share with us a time and a situation where you actually utilize your framework to elevate one of your clients towards success. I had a client who she was very interested in not only my background, but also sort of how to apply it against her specific problem set, which was leading a team, an, an all female team. Okay. And she wondered if I would, and this goes back to the question you asked, you know, Hey, do, do you only work with men? Do you only work with women? I've actually found this to be a challenge because it's not that she was challenging me, but she said, what specifically can you apply from your experience that we as, as females could, could understand in a, in a way that we can, we can use the, the skill sets that you're talking about. And if leadership is leadership, and the way that things are applied is, is through a process. I dialed it back a little bit with her and I said, well, and this is a shameless plug here, uh, Thomas, but I am, I'm an author and I wrote a book called Athena and it is about three women who serve in a special operations team. It's based upon women that I actually served with and others whom I interviewed to understand their experience. And I said to the woman, I will pro bono give you copies of my book to take to your team and you can read it and absorb it and then come up with your questions. And I will tailor a leadership discussion based upon the things that were 
uh, are listed and shown inside of that book to whatever leadership or situational requirement you have. And I'll show you how these things are moldable and the nuggets, if you will, of each of these women's experience can be brought to bear in a very short period of time. And I don't think she necessarily believed me uh, <laughs> until I gave her the books. <laughs> so she at least walked out with that for free. And then she did read them over and we had a very long discussion about it. And uh, yeah, we, I gave a, a presentation and it was very well received. So that was uh, that worked really well. And I, so I, I love being able to to not necessarily say, well, if you do this, this and this, this is how you're going to be successful. It's really more of, well, I can offer some perspective. There's some areas of which you could, I think, benefit, but it's really up to you as to whether or not that's going to be applicable. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So I hope that hope that answers that. Yeah, that that was a great story because you you actually pro bono your book and you allow her and her team to absorb the information before asking you the necessary questions. You know, so that that was that was well that that was well um well done well done on your part right there. So after reading the book, you know, were they were they able to ask you some phenomenal questions? They were. They, they actually had a lot, a lot of questions about sort of the process of, of writing. I found this rather interesting because they wanted to talk about the book itself and kind of the vignettes that are listed inside of it. And okay, I, I was actually thinking more of a leadership discussion like Hale. <laughs> so I had to kind of <laughs> kind of steer it a little bit of just yeah. talking about the, the wisdom and, and some of the decisions that were made there. But it actually ended up being such that I could explain within the vignettes. Mm -hmm. where the leadership pieces were and, and what how this this team this group of these there were three of them how they they came together to be a much more cohesive group within an organization uh that uh in a lot of ways is kind of stacked against them mm -hmm. um and i mean you know that's it, culturally yeah. uh they they were definitely you know a gender minority with, with a large group of, of of males that they had to thrive and improve uh their value which is in a lot of ways, like you probably are asking, like, well, what do you mean? They were Marines and, and they were you're just as tough and working. And that's absolutely true. But they still had to, to to bring themselves along to in an unfair standard. And they were very curious about that as to how uh, those women had had surmounted that and how they they begin to demonstrate you know, their their value added. And, and I, I loved having that conversation. And then we did get into a leadership discussion as to how they applied that. But they were very curious about the process. They were very curious about the the uh, the influence of. Of, of who the characters actually were, which I thought was great. Yeah, that's awesome right there. I, I definitely need to get my hand on that book. It's, it's called um, Athena, right? Athena. Yeah, I've got a writer's page on, on Amazon, Ivan F. Ingram. Just pull, pull it up. Nice, nice. I'll, I'll definitely look into that. So, um, Ivan, what drives I'll send you? I'll one. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it, yeah. So, what drives you? What what keeps you going, you know? You wake up you wake up every morning and you put one, one foot after the next. What drive? What's driving you to keep on pushing um, and going towards this direction. I love leading with purpose so that other people maximize their potential. I, I, I love being a, helping solve issues. I love helping people frame them and come to great conclusions that help them move forward. And anytime I can get an opportunity to, to do that, and that is not just for me to get in front of somebody and talk and just, hawk my wares etc it's it's really about it connecting and, and finding those people that I'm, I'm talking to the more and more who are as i said not sure what they want but they know something's going on and they want it to 
they want to improve. And I, I love having that that opportunity. It really awesome. is. Uh, it, can, it can be very satisfying. It can also be frustrating because you hear people who need <laughs> some help and they're they're just not really grabbing hold of it. And yeah, it's okay. Sometimes it happens. Yeah, and and I I appreciate that um honesty right there because um often oftentimes you hear about the positive, but you don't hear about the negative aspect of 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 having to get up and work towards your goal, you know, and help people because we got, we are working with people and people are um not what they're complex <laughs> right? unpredictable, unpredictable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yes indeed so um are you currently working on any new projects um that you would like to share with us well i've, I've got uh, a short story that should be out at the end of february um so that would be my third short story i'm in the process of really working on a novel that i've been working on or, or getting my novel published which i've been working on for many years so I'm, I'm getting ready to see that as a culmination here this year. I say this year because it gives me a lot of freedom of action <laughs> until December to get, the, get it accomplished. But I, I got a, a cohesive plan on that. And uh, I'm also a screenwriter and have been uh, working with uh, a couple of different people to get a few short films made. So those, those should be coming, I hope, to pre-production fruition here uh, in the spring and early summer. So, yeah, a lot of writing, a lot of connection. And then, of course, in Golden Compass, we're always talking to clients and, and wanting to get in touch with, uh, with, with people and organizations who are looking to improve. Sounds like you have your hands full, Ivan. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So if, if someone were to inquire about your services, or just want to connect with you. Where can they go to find you? I am on uh, LinkedIn, Ivan F. Ingram. Uh, I think I'm the only one on there. So feel free to reach out. Uh, certainly uh, Golden Compass, llc.com is our website you can contact us directly from there and then you can also reach me at ivan at golden compass llc.com that's my email you can reach out direct it all starts with a conversation and it costs you nothing we will yeah. get in touch with you from there and can you know get on each other's calendars and figure out what will work yes indeed ivan it's been a pleasure having this conversation with you i've learned so much about you i've learned so much about your organization i've learned so much about what drives you and i just thank you for sharing with me and the rest of the audience um who ivan is ivan f ingram is so um last but not least ivan i have to ask you this this last question um how may i serve you well i have to say Thomas, that the first conversation that, that you, Jay, and I had together, we we thought it was a, a really just a fantastic, I would call it serendipitous, because certainly you know, we had a kind of a cold call that led to scheduling, and then we started having a chat. I think if we can just maintain continuity of connection and not make this a one-time piece, maybe maybe there's another opportunity for us to have yet more conversations and follow up or there's recommendations that either one of us could make to other people about hey you know there's a guy you should talk to or hey maybe you should think about asking these people mm -hmm. uh if we can have some uh, a bit of a I, I hate i don't like using the word transactional so i don't that's i guess what it comes down to i don't want to to have any of the stuff that we're talking about here be a transactional piece i like connectivity i believe in synergy i mm -hmm. believe in synchronicity and I think that this all happened for a reason. I'm really excited. So what can you do for me? Tom, Thomas, I think you're already well on the path of doing it. You've got a fantastic product. Uh, it's tremendous energy. And if I can be part of that in some capacity, then I would consider that to be wonderful. Awesome. Awesome. Listen, Ivan, you already are part of the product 
synergy. You're an amazing person, you and Jay. And uh, I'm glad to have met you both. Even though we have not met in person yet, but we'll definitely make that happen ASAP. That will happen. That will happen. Yeah. <laughs> Again, this is your host, Thomas Johnson. If you enjoyed today's episode, please feel free to share with someone else that will benefit. And make sure to tune in for next week's episode. Take care. God bless. Cheers. We're out. <laughs>